Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Gabrielle Hartley, the creator of the Better Apart Method. Gabrielle and her best-selling book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, have been featured in People Magazine, The New York Times, The New York Post, Vice, U.S. News and World Report, and many other media outlets. Everyone's talking about Better Apart. In fact, even Gwyneth Paltrow loves the book and said that it's full of potent tools for you and your family. Now, the Better Apart Masterclass is available to you online. And for a limited time, you gain access to a special one-on-one mini consultation with Gabrielle herself. Using the powerful tools provided in the Better Apart Masterclass, you can begin to get clear, feel better, and reclaim your life. So head over to GabrielleHartley.com and sign up today. Use the code BEYOND25 to receive $25 off the cost of the Masterclass. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. And for me, that was the moment my choice became crystal clear. I could stay stuck in the past and in this place of fear, or I could intentionally choose to accept the reality and start to make choices to build my future based on what I valued, what was important to me, and what I ultimately, how I ultimately wanted to live and who I ultimately wanted to be. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today's guest is here to help you find your way if you're feeling lost, stuck, or afraid as you move towards your new future after divorce. So I want to welcome my guest today, Shannon McGorry. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. It's such a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to have you. For people who follow my Divorce in a Better Way, you provided a wonderful blog post a few months ago that we got a great response to. And I really think that this topic, you know, this is the reason I I did the Divorce and Beyond podcast, because yes, I want people to get tools about moving through divorce, but I have found over and over again that it's really facing the future and somewhat feeling paralyzed about the fact that people don't know what that future holds. I really wanted it to be divorce and beyond. So I love that you're here. I want to give people a little of your background so that they know. I always want people to know who they're getting the information (laughs) from. So Shannon is a certified professional coach, and she specializes in divorce and life empowerment, expertise, prioritization, 
clarity and accountability, that's a good one, are the principles of her practice, and she empowers her clients to show up confident, well-informed, and educated as they make decisions and take consistent, intentional action in support of their future reality. So I think you're all hearing how this ties into our theme for the day. Um, Shannon has guested, uh, she's been a guest on our with our friends at Worthy on their podcast, Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. She's uh, written for Thrive Global, Divorce Magazine, Divorce Girl Smiling, Jackie Philosoph, who's going to be a guest on this show soon, um, Your Biggest Vision Podcast, and the Healthy Divorce Podcast. And she's available for private coaching, workshops, and speaking engagements via her website, which is lovestrengthandgrace.com. So Shannon, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You know, so I, I mentioned in the intro here that it's a common phenomena, and I think this is how you've you've probably found your niche is that you know people in marriages that ha- are are not going well or are failing. One of the things that keeps them stuck in the marriage can be the fear of the future, because you know when you're in a marriage, you even if it's not a future that you're looking forward to, at least you know what it looks like. Right. And when you finally pull the trigger and decide it's time to move on, now all of a sudden that future is kind of a big black hole. And if you, you know, for however long you've been with your spouse, you thought future was one thing. Now you don't know what it's going to be. So I think the fact that you're helping people at a time when they have the biggest opportunity to redefine their future. You know, I always say, and and my listeners will have heard this, divorce is an opportunity. Yeah. Because now you have almost a blank slate. I mean, certainly you have things that hold you, you know, in place, your children, your job, things like that. But, you know, I I think let's just start with, I've always found that people in this space have some story of their own that Mm -hmm. brought them to an understanding. And I think you do as well. So maybe we could start with your backstory um, because that always gives people, the listeners, something to relate to. Sure. So I obviously went through my own divorce and in that process worked with a therapist who was phenomenal. And I had a lot of fear at the time and I was stuck in processing the divorce and stuck in that place of this is going to be my reality. And what I found was through my own journey, divorce does not have to define us. We get to choose how we're going to live the rest of this chapter and what's next. And that's why I love the title of your podcast, because it really is about the beyond. It's about what's next. But in my own personal journey, I had a lot of fear. And my therapist and I was, you know, worried and anxious and overwhelmed and sad and just completely stuck. And I remember my therapist said to me, um, Shannon, don't stay an ugly too long. It's not who you are, but it's who you could become. And for me, that was the moment my choice became crystal clear. I could stay stuck in the past and in this place of fear, or I could intentionally choose to accept the reality and start to make choices to build my future based on what I valued, what was important to me, and what I ultimately, how I ultimately wanted to live and who I ultimately wanted to be. So I used that as my personal experience 
and relating it to other individuals who are going through divorce because that fear is so prevalent, Susan. And it shows up, fear shows up for three basic reasons. It's the fear of the loss. It's the fear of the process. And it's the fear of the outcome or the unknown. And divorce ignites all three of those categories. Oh, yes. And so it's how do we process that fear? How do we take intentional action despite that fear? Because the other choice is we're going to be in exactly the same place days, weeks, months, years from now. And that's not what any of us really want. No, and I, you know, I, it so resonates with me what you're saying. We, my very first episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast was uh, with Susan Sandler, and it was, it's called Punch Fear in the Face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted to start this podcast with that episode, because as you say, fear is the predominant emotion that people feel in the divorce process. And I, it's great that you break it down into those three aspects of fear, because you're, I believe, 100% correct. It's the, you know, fear of losing what you have, fear of the process, and fear of the future. So, and I think you identified in what you just said there, something that Susan also said, that the way to punch fear in the face, or the way to fight fear, is taking action. Yeah, we've got to shine light on those darkest places. Because when we do, we give more power to our action and less power to that fear. And when we do that, we're taking action by speaking to professionals, by getting support, by acquiring the knowledge that gives us that power to make decisions, to make choices, to take action. And that fear then is lessened. Yeah. And and I think that's powerful for people to hear because the thing that I personally experienced with fear and fear comes about, you know, anytime we're facing the unknown, I think uncertainty is not one of those places that we as humans relish in wallowing in, right? We do not like uncertainty. Um, And I do think that's one of the reasons why people stay in marriages that aren't going well, is they would prefer to be in a situation they know, even if it's not the one that's fulfilling them, rather than face the unknown. But for me, it was it's it's doing the simplest of things yeah. to move forward even if it's just making a list or doing something so you know i'm i'm wondering when people come to you how do you get them started with sort of defining or, or taking that action? Let's, mm-hmm. let's start with that. Yeah, so we're really working with two parallel tracks here. We're processing those thoughts and those feelings and those emotions that they're having because it is so important to do that. We cannot brush that stuff under the carpet. However, the beauty of coaching is dealing with the now and the what's next. So we're processing the now and we're focused on what's next. And what I firmly believe is of critical importance is our habits and our values. So similar to what you just said, it's the specific repeatable things we do that create the biggest change in our life. And those are our habits. The second piece is our values, digging into what's really important to us. And I think of it as like the layers of an onion because we start out as individuals, maybe we're working, And then we get married and maybe we change our professional role or we change our family dynamic and we make concessions because that's what we do as a partner. That's what we do in a family is we love and support those that we care about. 
over time, sometimes that erodes our individual power because we kind of get a little bit watered down. We've layered on all these other pieces to ourselves. And when a dramatic life event like divorce happens, some of us are left standing. I personally was in this category of who am I and what do I want? What would I even choose? And so to get back in touch with my values, get back in touch with our values, helps us chart that course to understand what is important to us. What are those things in life that we really have to have or want to experience? And then once we can identify those, how do we take our habits and build those so that we're living out those values each and every day? You know, that's, it brings to mind, I don't know, have you seen the book Atomic Habits by James Clear? I have. So I just finished reading it. And I, so what you're saying just really sparks um, so much of what I read in there that, that struck me um, because he was talking about, and one of the, the things that I thought was really impactful was that Goals are one thing, but it's actually the small daily habits that get us to our goals that are the important part. Because goals, once you achieve them, are just goals that have been achieved. But it's the habits that help us to achieve our goals and establishing those habits, creating new ones um, that, that is so important for moving us forward. And for people going through divorce... Um, I know when I've interviewed other people like Jen Giamo, when I interviewed mm-hmm. her, she literally said, and this is if people, if, if you've ever met Jen, she's the most active, energetic, she's a, a fitness trainer to the stars. But she said when she was going through a divorce, she couldn't even get out of bed some days. Like she literally had to, because she had a dog, she had to force herself to get out of bed to take him for a walk. And, you know, I think that that is where some people find themselves when you're talking about the now and getting through the now. So do you build out, you know, as you're working with your clients and you find people maybe not in that extreme a case or in that extreme a case, what do you how do you help them to, you know, do you set the goal first and then come up with the habits or do you look to the habits and then that leads to the goal? So it's not even so much the goal as it is the values. We're identifying what our values are. And that leads us to um, taking action in the sense that, okay, if one of my values is my faith, then what habits am I putting in place to live that out? If one of my values is being very healthy, mind, body, and soul, then what are my habits that I have in place on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that have me living out that value? So we first identify the values and some people have five, some people have 10, but we list them all out and then we're ranking them in priority order. And if you have five, all five of them can be a 10 for you. That's no problem. It's a really individualized approach. And listen, our values change as we go through life. We have different chapters of life where maybe for this three month period, my physical fitness is much more of a value of mine. I'm giving it more priority, more time, more energy because I let it slack for a little bit. So we're constantly changing and moving those values, but we do all kind of have this core set that we have on our horizon and in our vision constantly. Um, And then we're taking those habits and those are like we, again, like we said, those small specific actions we're taking that are bolstering those values up. And what we need to be careful of through divorce, because we, we can get stuck in sadness or in anger. And what I find with most clients is that's ultimately not who they are. They don't want to be a bitter individual. They don't want to harbor this resentment. They don't want to be living in overwhelming fear. 
So we have to be careful that those habits we're using during divorce and right after don't become the stakeholder and the foundation of who we are because that won't support ultimately our long-term values. Right. That's, that's a great point because, you know, in that moment of divorce, and it really is that it's a moment. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I always have worked, you know, as a divorce attorney with clients to help them to try and understand, because it's so overwhelming in the moment, the process that people start to feel like this is the only thing in their life. Right. And they become so immersed in it that even when the divorce is over, they stay immersed in the divorce yeah, and they're unable to move forward. So this, this exercise that you're talking about of identifying your values, um, one, you, you said earlier, and I think it's also a good point. Many people lose sight of those values or they've mm-hmm. been modified in the partnership or in the marriage yeah. um, to a point where they become unrecognizable to us. So getting yeah. back in touch with that and what your values are and what look what is actually important to you. You're right. It might have changed. You might have children now. You might need to get back out into the workforce. You might need to figure out how to run a household all on your own or um, how you're, if you're the breadwinner, how you're going to, you know, manage your finances to support two households or whatever that might be. Right. But the exercise of defining your values is kind of a very high level first step. And I think it's important for people to realize that. So I love that's a part of your process. Absolutely. Um, Foundational one. Yeah. You know, and, and working with people. So, from knowing what your values are, how do you help people to then plot their future forward? Mm-hmm. So we also look at our categories of life. So we have our professional lives, we have our, our emotional lives, we have our social lives, we have our spiritual lives, we have our physical lives. We're looking at these pillars or categories and we're seeing how satisfied are you in each and every one of these and getting real with that and being okay with out of a category, one to 10 category, 10 being completely satisfied, I'm not at all satisfied socially right now because that affects, divorce affects our social life. Some of our joint friends, some of our neighbors, some of our family, it gets messy very quickly. And so we have to re-identify ourselves in some of those places and recreate what is fulfilling, what is important. How do we want to spend our time? Maybe we have, you know, every other weekend without our kids now if we have children. Well, what does that look like? If the house is empty and quiet, are we taking advantage of that as a means of self-care? Or do we want to be out and about with other people making plans? So how are, how are we utilizing that time, energy, resource to better you, to move your process forward rather than getting stuck? So in identifying those categories of life and where we're satisfied and where we're not, it can become very apparent where we want to give the resource of time and energy and thought and developing mindset around that and actions that feel right to each individual. Some people want to start dating right away. Some people absolutely want to spend time on themselves because they don't want to repeat the same mistakes. And they do want to peel back that onion and realize like, okay, now that I do have this freedom or this time or this new dynamic, who am I and what am I doing with that? So again, similar to the values exercise, this categories of life exercise is very helpful in pausing instead of going through the motions because this is what I've always done or this is what I need to do. Divorce creates this where we hit this pause button 
And we can start to be very intentional with what we're thinking, what we're doing, and why. Why are we doing this? What ultimately are we looking to get out of it versus going through these motions, especially right after divorce, where we've had this chaotic you know, stream of events that have demanded so much time and energy from us. I, I say to my clients all the time, Going through divorce is like being a Super Bowl athlete or a rock star on tour. The energy that is required of us is incredible. And so scientifically, it's proven that the stress we put our body through needs to equal the recovery that we give our body. And I mean, if we all did that after divorce, we'd all be in Tahiti for a couple of years. So let's scale it back, but recognize that it's still very important to turn inward a little bit and figure out who we are and take a deep breath and kind of give ourselves that time and grace to reset, redefine and chart what's next. Taking a quick break here to announce my new webinar training for family mediators. I get so many questions about how I have set up my family mediation practice that I decided to turn it into a training. So I have a brand new webinar that's going to go over all you need to know to actually set up your practice to move your mediations along. We're going toward efficiency, client satisfaction, how to use technology in troubleshooting. We're going to talk about establishing processes and procedures, how to have effective consultations, how to be efficient in the fact and data gathering, document preparation, how to establish your fees, how to streamline the process with an agenda, and so much more. And of course, I'm going to have some tips for online family law mediations as well. So if you're interested, go to learntomediateonline.com and find out more and register. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Shannon McGorry, on how to avoid the void and move forward into your new future and thrive after divorce. I work with a lot of individuals who are completely shocked that this is their reality. And so you have both ends of the spectrum, but it comes down to a choice. The choice may not be yours about why the divorce happened or that the divorce is happening in general. But how we handle it from this moment forward, every one of those choices is ours. So who are we showing up to be? If you are enjoying this episode, check out You Can Negotiate with the professor who wrote the book for lawyers, Andrea Schneider. The second part of this is really part of, I think, the premise of the idea that uh, we're thinking about negotiation only in these scary, competitive, all stakes uh, kind of situations. And the fact of the matter is we all negotiate every day. And now we return to today's show. As you're defining these categories and these these roles for your future, knowing these things as you're going through your divorce and you are negotiating your divorce settlement, to use the example that you said, having every other weekend where your kids are with their your co-parent, it, or knowing that perhaps you want to advance your career and that means going back and getting recertified or going and getting some more education. Those are things that you then can take into consideration as you're negotiating your settlement. Absolutely. Because you put the time in 
and the the effort to identify those things. So it's an extremely valuable exercise during the process of divorce, not to be done. I mean, you can do it after the divorce is finalized, but then you may find that aspects of your settlement don't line up with, you know, your, your post-divorce plans. So I, I, you work with clients, you know, during the process as well. And I I just want them to understand how valuable that exercise can be for them Mm -hmm. because that overwhelm that you discussed also, my experience is many people just go on coast or autopilot during the divorce and sort of, let it happen to them. Mm -hmm. You know, they accept, well, that's what the norm is. So that's what I'm going to accept in my settlement, or that's what's, you know, someone says is fair. So that's what I'll do without looking to see if it suits their new future. Right. And I think it all goes back to the fear, the fear of the process. Is it going to be too uncomfortable if I push back? Is it going to be too hard to ask these questions? And so when we can show up empowered, and with a sense of courage and confidence for ourselves and for creating the life that we ultimately want to live, we're very well served. Yeah, so you use the word empowered, and I, I want to go to that for a minute, because a lot of people, if people have listened to this podcast, they hear that word a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, empowered, empowered, empowered. And, and that, that's because it is a very important part of this divorce process. So many people are feeling powerless. Yes. That becoming empowered so they can show up for the process is important. But how do you actually, one, define empowerment, and how do you help people get there? Sure. So I think you make a great point about being power, feeling powerless. And so for me, it comes down to the fact that our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions are like dominoes. What we think creates how we feel. And based on how we feel, we're taking action. So we need to make sure that in this time, when you're making decisions and facing realities, making choices that are creating your future, you're showing up from a very strong mindset, with a very strong mindset, from a place of courage. And that's what I mean by empowered, that you have the backing of knowing who you are and what you want to get from this process so you can live your life on the other side. And that takes a team of professional support. I liken it to if you had a cancer diagnosis, you wouldn't just go in with your general practitioner. You'd have a surgeon, you'd have an oncologist, you'd have a nursing staff, you'd have supportive family and friends at home. And it's like this piece of a puzzle. We all work together to make this the healthiest outcome for all parties involved. So we need to show up empowered. And that's what I mean by that. This holistic view of how are we taking care of this client, this individual, mind, body, and soul, strengthening their mindset. So that as they go through this process, they're serving themselves and those they love very well. So it's about framing this in a way that people can accept the reality. I work with a lot of individuals who chose the divorce. I work with a lot of individuals who are completely shocked that this is their reality. And so you have both ends of the spectrum, but it comes down to a choice. The choice may not be yours about why the divorce happened or that the divorce is happening in general, but how we handle it from this moment forward, every one of those choices is ours. So who are we showing up to be? And I gotta say, when we can take the high road, we have a lot less regret, regret, we have a much better outcome. 
we have more peace inside, a lot less stress. And so working slowly over time, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier, we're processing where you are and we're moving yourself forward on that path. And when we can make that concept of choice, keep bringing that back into the process. And there's resistance there. You know, I have clients who'll say, well, I didn't choose this. Like I now have to deal with this outcome. I can't make her stay or I can't make him change his mind. That is true. That choice has been made. But now this choice, how you're going into the meeting with your attorney, how you're showing up for mediation, what you're doing on the weekend that he or she has the children, those are your choices. Do you want to go down this path of resentment or do you want to start to work on the acceptance so that you are healthier, mind, body, and soul? And that's really... I wish I had a mic or I could drop my mic because I think (laughs) it would make a very loud noise here that people don't want to hear. But that's a mic drop, people. I really think that that is so such a big concept if people can understand it that because I hear that you know obviously I hear that too I've people especially when I was uh, representing people in divorce who would come in and say I don't want a divorce how do I stop this and their energy would be mm-hmm. would be focused on something that frankly is an impossibility yeah. if one person you know we're a no-fault country if one person wants a divorce the divorce will happen but what you just said The choice is for you on how you're going to move forward. And that is, you know, the difference. I'm I'm calling this episode building a heartful life after heartbreak. That's the key to having a heartful life. That is that this is all your choice. And from that realization, even if you didn't want those choices, they are your choices. And when you take control and you start making them, that's where empowerment comes from. Mm-hmm. That's where you show up for not just the process of divorce, but also for creating your new future. Right. Who you are going to be ultimately on the other side. And I get it. I mean, I've stood in that chapter of resentment and hurt and how is this my life? And I think that's what helps me relate to clients well, so well is I understand but I can show you what's possible and I can provide you the tools of hope to show that it doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to be like this. And how do we move forward? Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing I hear from listeners all the time, I actually just got an email this morning from a listener who said that she enjoys watching the video version of the podcasts because she loves to see me and the guests because it gives her hope because Mm -hmm. she's like, you've been through it, Susan. Most of your guests have been through it. And I see all of you talking about how you got through the process, how you've read. I mean, my entire life was read defined by the time of my divorce. My divorce was quite a long time ago at this point, 1991, I think it was a long time ago. But I went from one lifestyle, one life to a completely different world. And then other changes in life have completely changed my life again. And they when you when people like you will come on and talk about that, I think there's hope for those who are listening who are in the midst of that process and are feeling hopeless. Yeah, because it, and it's not easy work. I'm not going to kid you. It's hard work. It's some of the hardest work I've ever done myself. And it's a very difficult um, space to stand in and hold for clients because it is some of our darkest places. 
But I will tell you, and I know you know from your own experience, it is absolutely worth it because the alternative is nowhere that I wanted to stay. Right. And that's, that's in that place of heartbreak, Yeah, you know, and I do think whether you are the person who wanted the divorce or you are the person who's being divorced, if you mm-hmm. want to put it in those terms, I think there's heartbreak all around. Absolutely. It's, you know, nobody goes into marriage. It's trite to say it, but it's true. Nobody goes into marriage thinking they're going to get divorced right. or I hope they don't. Right. But it does happen. And, you know, the heartbreak can be even for the person who knows that divorce is the right option. There's still heartbreak in the fact that it didn't work and yeah. that you are hurting someone that you care about. And, you know, so there's so much, but we we are... We are resilient people, mm-hmm. and if we can get on the right path, having a full life, having a new life, the predominant thing I hear from divorce clients when I see them again down the road or they I get back is that the divorce really was one of the best things that happened to them, whether it happened to them or they were the person who who chose that, made that choice. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's that's important for people to know. I do. Um, but your exercise and, and your process of helping people, you know, that whole definition of defining your values so that you can define who you are and how that works for your future is such an important exercise. And you can't start that too soon in this Mm -mm. process. No, absolutely not. I mean, everyone divorce aside, it should be something all of us are doing to intentionally create our life. And what I love about coaching is you have the opportunity to have accountability with it. You know, very rarely do we give ourselves an hour a week to focus on us process what we're thinking and feeling and how am I moving forward? What am I, what am I able to do today to move my life forward? And when we see it from that positive light and we give ourselves an hour a week to create that and to have someone who's holding us accountable, it can be life changing. Yeah. I, you know, I think that working with a coach while you're going through divorce or, you know, I work with a business coach as I'm building out my business. I've, you know, I do think that people have this option to find a coach that resonates for them. And, and, and there are different coaches in all different kinds of spaces, Absolutely. but finding someone so that so that you have help in doing all of this, you know, finding your pathway, redefining your future, taking the active steps, and really importantly, what you just said about accountability, you know, so important. So I urge everyone to consider reaching out for coaching help. You know, we we get, I have a personal trainer for strength training, because I hate strength training. But so (laughs) if that guy's not sitting there at the gym, tapping his watch, Mm -hmm. like it's 6am, where is Susan? I'm not going to go. Right. I had a client who, um, when we started, I do typically three months or six months of a scope of work with clients. And I had a client who at the beginning of work, um, our work together, you know, had no intentions of ever being thrown into this situation and, um, was faced with what's her professional impact to the world at this point. And is she going back full-time, part-time, not at all volunteering? What is she doing with her time? And there was a lot of resistance there. And fast forward at the end of our work, she had three full-time offers and was you know, thrilled to be in the space that she was in. But it takes that accountability sometimes, especially when there's resistance to the change or fear of the process. 
Am I going to be good enough? Am I capable? Well, I stepped out for this long. What does that look like now? And when you have someone who is asking those deep questions, getting to the root of what's the real concern here and how do we get you the power, the knowledge, the information you need to change that mindset, the outcome can be so, so different. Well, I think that is the highlight to end this on, I think, for people so that they know, you know, that is an end result of working with coaching. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. three offers. I I, I love that. That's wonderful. (laughs) I wish I could say that for all my clients. So, you know, Shannon, I I think there's so much in here for people to, you know, grasp onto and start thinking about that future and hopefully lessen that fear by taking Mm -hmm. action. I want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you. So and then I think you have a special offer for listeners as well. I do. So if you want to know more about my story and the type of coaching work that we can do together, you can visit me at lovestrengthandgrace.com. That's my website. And then I also do have a special offer for your listeners. It's actually a quick 15 minute audio that will help them understand how they can shift their thinking. Um, I've included four tips that I use in my own situation and I use with my clients as well um, about how to intentionally create your what's next. When that fear comes up, what are some of the small things, the quick things we can do that will create that shift for us? Oh, well, I told you before, that's my favorite thing for my listeners is to have those concrete tips. So I urge everybody to reach out for the video. I will put all of the information in the show notes, Shannon. And, uh, you know, again, thank you so much for coming and helping and sharing your love, strength and grace with my listeners. Thanks so much for having me, Susan. It's such a pleasure. You are such a light in this space. So thank you very much for your gift. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.